and welcome to Supernatural Entertainment System, the only podcast in West Central Scotland that gives you damp draws. I'm Gav. <laughs> I'm Jerry. I'm Philip. And I'm Chris. And we're back. Glad it's been a long time. The last Very episode long. was. Let's take some quick guesses. Yeah. I want a date. I want a date, month, and year when you Ooh. think the last episode went out. Uh, I'm going to go. October 2016. October 2016, Just Philip. I go January 2017. And Chris last. <laughs> 2016, I'm going to say February. Lads, it was the 8th of April 2017. <gasps> so not I as long as you may have thought. No. I'm the winner. I win. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as, there for the last ones. Not as long as you might have thought. <laughs> Emotionally and spiritually, wasn't it? Uh, uh, if it's your first time reading Supernatural Entertainment System, then it's a double treat as you're joining a crew of existing junior investigators from all around the world who both help us in our studies of the paranormal and are guaranteed every fucking episode to ask, which ghost would you shag the most? <laughs> if you have an interest in Supernatural or if you just have bare rank rotten patter you'll fit in well with your contemporaries now I did say it's a double treat Phil why don't you tell us about the other big thing that's happening well the true reason that we've returned mm-hmm. it is Halloween Ooh, Jerry <laughs> our Christmas yes it's our Christmas <laughs> let the present giving begin feels <laughs> good you to be back mm, listen <laughs> got something horrible to tell you will you take a check <laughs> the one thing I've noticed now that we've started, now it's been about eighteen months, we've got a new kind of setup for recording. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. not. We don't have headphones in. Jerry does not have his Sennheisers on. The big the loud screeching Jerry's do not have the effect they once had. <laughs> they do you not hurt him. Much closer his ears. <laughs> <laughs> really, yes, sir. Really spittle in those <laughs> And how? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's our Christmas. Now I was all thinking about all the Halloween memories. Um, I remember gorging on candy corn and watching The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown with my mom. And we'd go <laughs> trick-or-treating. And once it was over, uh, in November, uh, The Elf on the Shelf came out. And I'd be like, Mom, I'm too old for this. And it's just general everyday Scottish Halloween stuff. Um, <laughs> real trad? Yeah, just real trad stuff. Yeah. Now, before we get into the real terrifying tales, the paranormal pot boilers, indeed, the meat and potatoes mm, of what we're here to do. Delicious. We need to explain what this show is truly about. So, you know, let's talk about ourselves first in a fan favourite award-winning segment called Extra Personal Perception. I'm particularly looking forward to this just because it's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long. There's no excuse for anybody to have done nothing. No, if anyone says Everyone's got some nothing. big juicy gossip. I can't wait. I'm dead excited. Do you want me to kick off? Yes. Aye. I'll kick <laughs> off. Right, I made a list of things that have happened since the last show. Me too, man. That we did. And it'll tie in with what you were saying earlier about the, the fan favourite question about mm. fucking ghosts. <laughs> I still have not had sex with a ghost. <laughs> That's good. 18 months good. dry. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing one. <laughs> but it's mostly over the clothes stuff that we're yeah. at the moment. It's not full sex. It's just mouth stuff. Yeah. Normally about six inch hovering above my clothes stuff. <laughs> I think... I found out the other day that I think he might be cheating on me, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try to be discreet back and see right through him. <laughs> yes. Is that your joke? Yes. That was my joke. Yes. yes. <laughs> Bragging about this joke earlier. That <laughs> was very good. What else happened, man? Gavin, you and I became legends. That's true. Started yeah. a cult, which has some pretty serious skills and momentum behind it now. Any idea what those skills could possibly be? I can see them all from my feet. <laughs> let's, run, let's run through them. Let's ask these cunts. Yeah. No, no, no. Name us one skill that our cult. Has. Don't look at the board, Jerry. Uh, steady hands. <laughs> yes. That's true. Owen yes. does have steady hands. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry had a good scan of the board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, can see that. I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hold past Patience. <laughs> we do have strong amounts of patience. patience yeah, and yeah. Let us not forget full access to the Adobe Creative Suite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also met a flat earther in real life oh, for, for the first time. Nice one. Uh, unfortunately it was at work at half past nine in the morning so I couldn't really bring myself to fully engage with them but it's somebody I've known for years and they're like yeah I'm, this is me now that's that's wild I'm fucking what do you say next li- li- I, I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. I was so stunned you're wrong I was just like <laughs> I've not even had breakfast yet I can't discuss uh, why you've gone mad <laughs> 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 Didn't know you worked with Kobe Bryant. Felt <laughs> <laughs> such a globehead. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's next? I'll go next. Main event. So, 
So, Squeeze. what have I been doing? So, <laughs> <laughs> so in February this Chapter year. one. <laughs> exactly. Back in February. February 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so we all attended a good friend and friend of the show, Andrew Blue's wedding. And he honoured us all with a gift of some lovely watches. He did. You boys all got watches? Yeah. yeah Are yeah. you liking them? I'm yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine is cost. <laughs> no, you're joking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Handy for the show. <laughs> now, I don't usually wear a watch. But because this was a total honour, I did start to wear it. Um, and I liked it. And I thought, wearing a watch is good. And, you know, can look at my, walk, my wrist time, instead of going on my phone. I, and my I, I know the time <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. The phone that. that's in your hand. You just look at your wrist instead exactly. of your hand. Like, so it was good for a few months. <gasps> at <laughs> night, I would take off my watch and stick it, like, beside the couch. And when I'm relaxing, reading some Stygian texts or, you know. <laughs> books about ancient Egyptian succubus Told you know and every morning I put it back on and leave <laughs> but one morning it was gone <gasps> fuck what so being the good friend that was you know and I didn't want to offend anyone yeah. you know I bought yeah. it replaced it quietly didn't say yeah. anything Andrew Blue didn't keep up the payments uh, yeah <laughs> god knows he doesn't listen to this show so it's safe yeah. well exactly this is my confession that he may, he may hear at some point um, then a few months later went on holiday got on the plane had my watch on got to the villa watch is gone <gasps> so when I returned home I once again replaced it and I've been it's been locked in a safe deep within the vaults beneath my home in the private catacombs where it will remain <laughs> I'm glad it's finally safe yeah, so yeah. It's, it's safe yeah, yeah. but I thought you had to buy that same watch three times yeah, I'm that's 30 quid I'm on my fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my first, That's like six goes first in that watch. machine. That's <laughs> <laughs> a full wall. How vinegary is the. Well, I guess it won't be that vinegary. It's not, it's fine, it's fresh as yeah. Safe as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't believe you lost a watch. I didn't lose it, man. It's cost. Jeremy, you're listening. Sorry. It was cost. It, didn't just, totally it wasn't just sitting in the arm of the couch and the wind threw it in the bin. <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. No, we no, swallowed it. You should have said you can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a different one right after it. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I genuinely did as well. <laughs> I, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't wear that one because I got that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. I bought another one just because I thought these are nice watches. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. like a wee range of them. Yeah. So, it's Gavin and I are wearing ours today. A harem. Is that the one that Blue gave you? Absolutely not. This one is um, <laughs> called like a Packard Bell PC from 1995. <laughs> you boys have lost your watches, haven't you? No. no only twice. <laughs> Jerry uh, not much man not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so much just, you know, uh, I thought I'd break it down to a couple of bullet points yeah bullet okay. points are important bullet point one I bought a boat yeah yacht owner yeah yes. bullet point two I bought a camper van mm-hmm. yes camper van owner mm-hmm. bullet point three I sold a boat yeah. <laughs> yes. ex-yacht owner yes bullet point four I sold a camper van. Nice. Yep. To a man with no legs. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's like there's four good bullet points. I feel mm-hmm. that's a lot's happened. That yeah. describes a yeah. lot of action. Yeah. There's a lot of subtext. And yeah. There's a lot of well. stuff. Just fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Other bullet points. Three grave-related stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have visited Tolkien's grave. Oh. Eh? I have visited Agatha Christie's grave. Mm-hmm. And the Bard himself. William Shakespeare's grave. <laughs> you were going to say William Shatner there for some reason. William Shatner's grave. The future grave of William Shatner. <laughs> Been hanging about in the back of a casino in Vegas. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought I'd give you uh, some solid bullet points just to describe a year. Yeah. Wow. I've got to say, I am salty that I never got on the yacht. Right. Mm. Well, I've been on the yacht and I got salty. Hey. Oh, right. I will say, <laughs> yacht ownership... <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> just constantly shitting yourself that you're in th- something worth thousands of pounds that hopefully won't sink. It's and, strange and to buy something and then rest it upon the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you usually take things away from the water, yeah. unless you're Chris and you've got a watch. You take those things away from the sea. <laughs> but to be in something that's worth a lot of money <laughs> and it could sink is definitely that watch certainly. Yeah, it's not that definitely not that watch. watch. The high point though, I think, was I had we sleep on the boat on yeah. a roasting day on the deck. Yes. It was beautiful. Yes. Like a big cat. Wasn't worth, it was 10 minutes worth of pleasure. It wasn't worth the whole thing, but it was definitely good. But anyway, it's been a busy, been a busy year, as you can t- as you can guess. Uh, but that's me. So, you jack off on the boat? Uh, jack off on the boat? Nah, mm-hmm. not really. It's not like not a, really? Not just, really. Just got not off. Not really. Just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just fixing my shorts. 
for 15 minutes. <laughs> More than two shakes. Pumping the ground. This <laughs> <laughs> doesn't <laughs> cost me that amount of money. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> it. <too right>. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have a wank in the camper van? <laughs> <laughs> Just dicking the boom. Like just shagging <laughs> a knot in a really thick rope. <laughs> Gavin Spence. Man overboard. What have you been doing? It's been a funny 18 months, man. Yeah. Uh, mm. I made some big leaps at my job. I took on a senior role within my company. Yes. Um, lots of blazers, brown leather shoes, the glasses with the transparent uh, rims. Yeah, yeah. Executive washroom. Executive yeah. washroom. Dick uh, Jones. Dick Jones, Dick Jones. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've truly come to terms with being baldy. Yeah, have, yeah. Was that eighteen months? Uh, no, it's been baldy for ages. I've not been baldy for ages, but I've kind of turned it in the last eighteen okay. months yeah. uh, to truly embrace it. Um, I started collecting more Simeon-based Transformers. I went into <laughs> really digital illustration with the iPad Pro. I did some good work at TF in this year, TF Nation. Raised did? about five hundred pounds for charity with my pin badges well and artwork. Nice one. Collaborated with several people on comics, videos, podcast ideas. We kicked off Cult of Gesh cast. Woo! Congratulations. It's been good. I feel really good about where I'm as a person, as a creative. Mm. I think that's important. Ah, nerd. Geek. Open it up. I did open up to a group, not you. But what? another group of people, real people. Real, I opened up to really showed them my heart yeah. on the top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere in Ireland. Right. The most beautiful scenery. And I was like, thanks so much for being with me. I really appreciate it. And these are really good pals. And one of them just said, fuck up. <laughs> believe that? Brutal. I do. I like these guys. You fucking believe that? That's, that's brutal. I know. Anyway, you know what? It's, it's against ups and downs, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know who your true <laughs> friends are? You just called you a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go and one out on top of that mountain? <laughs> we I, did, I did shag the mountain. <laughs> Guys, I've got some other really important news that I have to bring up right now. Mm. Yep. Uh, I've left the oven on with the beetroot in it, so let's move on to the next section. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back! <laughs> Yay! Yay! And our mouths are red. Don't tell the listeners you've got an oven, man. They'll be in here tonight. Rub them a joint for your root. <laughs> Gavin, what the crap are we doing here? That was really natural. It's like Brian. I was fair. Yeah, what's this show all about? You've, you know, you've, you've been asked this question lots of times, I'm sure, lads. Often. Oh. Well, oh. Tell the oh. people reading this podcast right now. We are a quadratic brotherhood. Oh, I forgot about that. In each episode. <laughs> each episode, we're going to bring an example of a, of a paranormal phenomena and we're going to pit them against our patented pentacle system. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that pentacle system, Gavin? Well, Phil, it's a five-pronged point system uh, that determines which beast is best. There are five categories. The first off being physical strength. Now, physical strength's more than just being able to throw a bowling ball into a spinning EasyJet flight's engine. <laughs> it's also about being able to deal with the consequences. Yeah. That's physical strength. Rolling with the punches. Another one is influence. Now, influence is pretty much every white guy in power, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Whether it's sexual assault or more recent sexual assault, keeping on winning despite heavy sinning is the very essence of influence. <laughs> <laughs> bragging <laughs> I want to watch <laughs> Disgustery is it rank rotten revolting like Tom Jones glistening emaciated body <laughs> murderousness lads when a knife hits your eye with a blood curdling cry that's a murder <laughs> when the bodies lie in the street a river of blood at your feet those you've killed when you wake from your dreams, surrounded by the screams of others. <laughs> Excuse me, but you see, you will die at my feet. That's a murder. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One take. <laughs> One take break over there. Despite what it sounds like at home, that was. <laughs> One take. One take. Spiking all over the place as well. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Wouldn't be supernatural entertainment system without some audio issues. And why else? There must be one other factor. That is one wild card. And this the wild card is a mystery category that can either help or hinder your chosen beast. Chris, Ooh. you were once a steward of the black sack. Salam. That flagitious felt abomination that would spew forth a wild card every episode. Now I must ask you. Will you shoulder that responsibility again and produce a wild card from that veiny black sack? I would be honoured. Thank you. Now, oh. <laughs> uh, if you would just reach a hon in <laughs> and pull one out. This one says, beauty 
Beauty. Beauty. Ooh. Ah, that's that's interesting. It's a new beginning. Interesting. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now, whichever entity Man wins. doesn't have corporeal form. <laughs> oh, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Beauty is not all about the physical, Jerry, and you should know that by now. It's about energy. It could have big dick energy. Big, exactly. <laughs> See, see, it's 2018, guys, we're back. We're so current. That's it, exactly. We're current. A baby shark. <laughs> so, whichever entity wins the most rounds will walk away with the ultimate prize. They'll be transported from the realm of wind and ghosts into our own world. Indeed, they will become real. Yes. We've got that power. Yes. For some mm. reason. Both blessed and cursed. Now, usually we have a certain agenda for each episode, but now because this is our first episode back, it's no themes, just screams. Yeah. <laughs> My poor sign is blown up. <laughs> Let's fucking do it, boys. No, yes. no, no. No, no, no. What? Gavin, oh. first of all, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, yep. back these past 18 months, mm-hmm. we have a little bit of news. He's oh, right. Do you know what? I do need to know what's going on yeah, in the world. Of I don't know. Going going on. On. Um, let me be the first to apologise there. Um, yeah, we need to do the news. <laughs> and we're back. Which one of you fucking toads has news? <laughs> Me! <laughs> A ribbit. <laughs> so, boys, important. Archaeologists have discovered the gates of hell. Shit. While looking for the gates of hell. Fuck. Nailed it. Uh-huh. They discovered Pluto's gate in um, Hierapolis site in Turkey. Um, Strasbourg, who lived back in the day in um, 64 BC wrote the space is full of vapour so misty and dense that one can scarcely see the ground any animal that passes inside meets instant death I threw in a sparrow and I immediately breathed its last and (laughs) fell was it an overhand or underhand smoking (laughs) so current 2018 (laughs) stop him (laughs) so <laughs> Somebody stop me, please. <laughs> Ritual animal sacrifices were common at the site, and animals would be thrown into the cave and pulled back out with ropes that had been tied to them to show that they were in fact dead. Um, during the early years of the town, the castrated priests of Cybul, um, known as the galley, descended into the gates, crawled over the floors to pockets of oxygen, or held their breath. Carbon dioxide is heavier than air, so it tends to settle in hollows. Then they came out to show that they were immune to the gas. People believed a miracle had happened, and therefore these sneaky fucking priests were infused with supernatural powers. <laughs> the portal to the underworld seems just as bad for your health today. Uh, Francisco D'Andrea, the professor of classics at archaeology at the University of Salento, said, We could see the cave's lethal properties during the excavation. Several birds died as they were trying to get close to the warm opening, instantly killing them with carbon dioxide fumes. So there we are. The gates of hell. The actual gates of hell. The actual poorly maintained spectral boilers. (laughs) (laughs) No sparrow shall pass. No, Gary is done. (laughs) Should go to the IKEA car park for fucking hundreds of sparrows there. (laughs) I think it's just on the gates of hell. Get a flat back on. (laughs) IKEA jokes, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Who's up next, man? Who has news? I'll go next, man. Go for it. Shut me up there. Anytime, man. So this one, I like to title <laughs> things that go uh, in the night. Mm-hmm. We've all been there, am I right? You hear a funny noise in the middle of the night, and your wife, face covered in moisturizer and eyes covered with cucumber, screeches at your hair and rollers to go and find out what that noise is. Sorry, Paul, I love you. <laughs> you get out of bed, take your love heart print boxes up, grab a frying pan as a weapon, and go investigate. <laughs> what doesn't always happen next is this the noise is a ghost. And you step in at spunk. <laughs> yes, according to Mum's Net, that's what exactly happened to one user's DH when he got up in the dark to investigate a dodgy ghost-like noise. One foot out the bedroom door, he planted a size nine's right in ghostly glory. <laughs> the Mum's Net user has since termed this the quote spunking ghost. Google it, users, and has asked the hive mind of Mum's Net for their theories. As of this podcast, Mum's Net users blame breastfeeding the foreigners, not breastfeeding for the ghost spunk. <laughs> But as is the way with these things, the investigation continues. I just wanted to throw this out there, guys. Have any of you stepped in any ghostly spunk? <laughs> I mean, I can't say it. I mean, who knows? And a very off-brand Jerry Maguire question. Yeah, I'd say this is very, <laughs> exactly. a bit blue for you. Very raunchy. Working blue tonight, man. Uh-huh. Jerry after dark. I've never stood in spunk. But, I mean... Have you? Been eight young. Have you not? I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> quite nothing. How did he know it was ghost spunk? Uh, well, <laughs> not just actual spunk. Yeah, not just spunk. <laughs> just spunk. I don't yeah. know. Maybe just maybe he was like, oh, 
Ghosts. <laughs> Boo. Exactly. Spontaneous well, ejaculation. Well, he shouted Zoiks, so it got us to be a ghost. Weirdly, that does give me a good seg into my news because there is also people blaming uh, ghosts for sexual activity. Oft. Huh? Um, if you don't mind, Jerry, if that was you done. Listen, Gavin, cut right across me. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> uh, now, it wouldn't be Supernatural Entertainment System without a story about someone shagging ghosts. It's what our audience wants. They're fainting for that ghost <laughs> spectral sex. <laughs> this news is from the Huffington Post, a website from 2002. Oh, facts. <laughs> Woman claims she's had sex with 20 ghosts and prefers them to men. What? <laughs> Coming at you from Bristol City. A little bit top knots. <laughs> no chance. There's this one woman in Bristol who really likes spirited lovemaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And only one ghost need apply. Her name, get this, Amethyst Realm. <laughs> I'm with you, yeah. Voted most likely uh, to be to from Bristol. With 20 ghosts. <laughs> she's a 27-year-old spiritual guidance counsellor. Says she's had sex with 20 ghosts at least and they are better shaggers than us corporeal men. The right? cheek, no chance. She was on ITVs this morning to discuss what being ghosted was like. <laughs> now, she had her first experience 12 years ago. Her and her then fiancé moved into a new house. It started as an energy, then became physical. There was a pressure on my thighs on my, and on breath on my neck. I always felt safe. I just had sex with a ghost. Good. You can feel it. There's a weight and a weightlessness. Physical breath. There's a real energy there. Realm says she had an affair with the ghost for three years, but it ended when her husband came home from work and saw the shadowy shape of a man through the window. <gasps> mm-hmm. Since then, she's had encounters with over 20 ghosts, and she wants to get pregnant by one of them. And then it got a bit sad when she genuinely discusses phantom pregnancies and how a phantom pregnancy is actually a ghost oh, inside hey, you. No. And no, but just no one knows how to carry that term. Yeah, because it's a ghost. You're like, yeah. fuck's sake, Ken. I mean, science is science. Yes, yeah, that's bad. Aye, that's bad news, Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, Phil, you've always talked about wanting a sexual encounter with a ghost, but yeah. would you be willing to deal with the consequences of carrying its baby? Uh, no. Oh. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Polish news then. <laughs> I'm only in it for pleasure. You know that. I know. But I just want to be used <laughs> you know, by a ghost. <laughs> by a ghost or like a couple of ghosts. There's a couple of, <laughs> couple a couple of ghosts. ghosts. Maybe a just nightclub. come in the room at once or uh, be a nightmare. You tonight. Oh, don't. Oh, stop it, guys. I mean, stop. <laughs> stop punching me in the face, guys. Definitely don't punch my face. <laughs> No, definitely don't. <laughs> you get any news, Phil? I do, I do. You, me- me- you remember back at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned about running a flat earther for the first yeah, time. Yeah, no. you did, yeah. Um, no, I did. I, right, go back and listen to it. Okay. Um, I found a good story about flat earthers and their exclusive online dating group that they've set up. Oh, shit. This comes from respectable news outlet, The Express, oh, UK. Uh, gives a nice wee bit of flourish to it. Flat Earthers are people who do not believe the Earth is a sphere, and the photographs of the planet taken from space are a hoax. So there you go, you've got <laughs> we're a picture. Roll caught on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this chap, John Perry, founded a closed Facebook group, Wise probably move. for the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past several months, Flat Earth has not only opened my eyes to the truth, but has liberated my mind to a new vision. It's a journey, a discovery, and a revealing of what has been hidden. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, just, uh-huh. yeah, sounds good. Members of the Flat Earth matchmaking group come from all over the world, including the US, <laughs> Philippines, Uganda, Australia, <laughs> Germany, Canada, Ecuador, Brazil, and even the UK. Even us, even Brits, here, even Blighty, have been mugged into doing this. Uh, members are very active, with 444 posts in the last month. Boom. Numbers growing every day, so their engagement, yeah, is post. peaking. <laughs> <laughs> organic reach. Some members do discuss how difficult it is to date as a flat earther. One male member said first of all, she has to know the earth is flat. Just like Cliff Richard has to have the same musical tastes as his (laughs) respective partners. Uh, He didn't say that as me. Uh, (laughs) So he says 90% of all females on earth are out already. This guy's not interested in 90%. That remaining 10% of idiots Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I meet someone, I usually start by checking if they are aware of chemtrails. That's, it's a, it's a good yeah, place to start if you're looking for gullible idiots. If they are not, most aren't, 
then there's no way I can come up with the shape of the earth. Which is a strange terminology to use, because it is like he has himself just come up with the shape of the earth. Yeah. yeah. He has I a responsibility. Like it's flat. Yeah. Right. Um, another member replied, I had a guy I was talking to for almost a month walk out of my house laughing at me when I told him the earth was flat. <laughs> Honestly, man, that's a disgrace. Fair. However, however, folks, the dating group has worked for at least one lucky couple. The founder of the group and his flat earth girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who are moving state to be nearer to each other. She said, I walked out of my job, packed up as much of my stuff as I could fit into my Mustang, and I left for Michigan. Headed for the weirdly proportioned <laughs> horizon. <laughs> the sun never set because I was moving towards that. Tiny sun that I was driving towards. <laughs> 35 years into my life story, I'll begin to live for the first time. New job. New state, new home, amazing flat earth man. But the group is doing more than just dating. Oh. It's also to build a community around a common belief of idiots. <laughs> Casual hookups. You're only allowed to join the group if you believe the earth is flat and if you introduce yourself within two days of being added. This is due to spammers and trolls targeting the group. <laughs> Mr. Perry said we are a family and a growing community of believers united together under the banner of truth as we are bonded by the same commonality. We are a safe and fun zone for the like-minded <laughs> to potentially meet the love of your life, to grow in knowledge and establish and strengthen new friendships. It's nice, isn't it? It is nice. It is lovely. One member posted a picture of the horizon from the top of Kilimanjaro, the caption reading, nice straight horizon on that one. <laughs> they also wow. discuss so <laughs> they also discuss other unconventional beliefs including that Disney Harry Potter and strange enough the Transformers are evil no. and that partaking in Halloween is wrong and even that meat has healing powers what have they got against the Transformers <laughs> not 100% sure one flat earther said there is one thing that I can't compromise on I am a meat eater 100% and if any woman wishes to get to know me, she must be a carnivore as well. I have studied human anatomy and digestion and know that meat heals and it necessary. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day on this level earth plane. <laughs> now, the strangest thing about this is that there's, there's a lot of strange things about yeah, it. A couple, yeah. a couple. But we still let these people breed. Yeah. Mm. That's the weirdest mm. thing, isn't it? It's almost our fault. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get, at least if they gather together, mm. they're all in the one location. That's mm. handy. That's, That's true. Handy, yeah. Please walk into this shed. <laughs> Flush. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Please like, walk into this this den made of kerosene. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, uh, have you seen the gates of hell, guys? <laughs> have a look in there. I mean, it's as Piotr Rasputin, aka Colossus from mm. the X Men. Uh, went on a big diatribe about, and you've probably seen it, Phil, about how people shouldn't be get, have licenses to have kids. How it's it's essentially the same as the uh, horrific uh, sense that they've been given, you know, against the, the mutant kind. That's uh, true. The same kind of bigotry, the same kind of hatefulness mm -hmm. uh, that, that you're displaying right now. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I do agree with you. In this instance. <laughs> it's, it's important to know that Colossus is not always right. He did mm -hmm. remember spend time on Avalon. Working um, with Magneto. Asteroid M, yeah, AKA. For a period of time. <laughs> Almost joining the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, so let's not forget that. Okay. <laughs> so that's Guys, <laughs> where did we land on the eugenics? We're against it for it? Undecided. Undecided. I think okay. we have to do it on a case by case basis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something. Is that cooler? I don't know. It's definitely more fun. <laughs> it keeps us in a job, doesn't it? So that's what's been happening. <laughs> In the world of news, <laughs> I've missed talking shite yes. so much that, and then seeing Jerry's head just turn away from the group. I've missed it. <laughs> As if distancing himself physically. Oh, right. uh, oh no! How can we go on the eugenics? <laughs> Everyone listening imagines him with his lips plastered to the mic, ready to. <laughs> right. It's time to discuss beasts. Make them fight. Choose the best one and then set it free on the earth. Yes. That's what we do. That's, that's what that that is when you say it like that. It sounds badass. Yeah, it I can't wait. Badass. And we're back, and it's time for the meat and potatoes. 
Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 So who brings the first beast? I shall go first, Chris. Comments. Gavin. <laughs> the Abzethabu. Is that why you're warming your lips up? <laughs> I like a big brown lizard. One of the baddest of the bad. The maddest, the baddest, the illest, the gladdest to be brought up today. <laughs> Most of the patter around this bad bastard can be found in the Testament of Solomon, associated but not recognised as part of the Old Testament of the Christian Bible, the religious equivalent of a tabloid newspaper. <laughs> Abzethabu is a fallen angel, indeed one of the Aww. first ever, as he was the demon who accompanied Lucifer in his rebellion against heaven, if you know your scripture. Oh yeah. And be cast mm. down into mm. the pits of hell for his cheek. <laughs> now, according to eyewitness accounts, as Abzethabu fell, his fellow angels grabbed at him to prevent his descent, and in doing so managed to rip off one of the wings from his back. Oh, shit. Man, he was left with one blood red wing, Ooh. indeed a flying fin that would remain scarlet forevermore. <laughs> it's pretty metal. He is a right nasty fucker and was given the keys to the terribly violent realm of hell, Tartarus which he keeps ticking over by torturing the damned, feeding souls to his infernal master, and ordering snacks for the Vendi. <laughs> now, Tartarus <laughs> itself is worth investigating, as are some fun facts, which I'm going to list for you oh, here. In Greek mythology, Tartarus isn't just the place where the damned souls writhe in agony, but it's also the same as, a, it's like a deity, you might say. So it's a place and a deity, and it stands shoulder to shoulder with other primal entities like Earth, Night, and Time. Hmm. <laughs> It is said that if you took a bronze anvil, right? <laughs> right, yeah. And yep. you dropped it from heaven, right? Mm-hmm. It'd take nine days for it to land on Earth. That's how right. high heaven is. heaven is compared to the Earth. Right. Now, see that anvil, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. See if I took, said it'd take nine days for nine it to days, reach yeah. Earth from, if you dropped it from heaven. Well, if you can believe it, it would take another nine days for it to reach Tartarus. That's like Shame. 15 days or That's something. That's ages. It's a lot of days. It's a lot of days. Tartarus was used as a place to stick any threats to Mount Olympus. That's your demons. Yeah. That's your titans, your mm. cyclopses and the like. But in other mythologies, it's used as a place to imprison fallen angels with Abzethabu running the show. He's often depicted as a large, red, imposing demon, classic devil patter, all muscles, claws and fangs, <laughs> rippling biceps and triceps, toned <laughs> glutes and thighs that just won't quit. Uh-huh. His major distinguishing feature, beside being fuckable in the extreme, is one red <laughs> wing on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Phil, you know this. Yeah. Others may not. A few weeks ago, I watched Charlton Heston in The Ten Commandments. Yeah. And to be fair, I watched other things in it as well. <laughs> um, but I fell in love with that film. It's very long, but it's highly recommended, like mm. my friend Chris here. Now, while Abzethubu doesn't appear in the film, the story of Moses has several connections to this beast. Mm. Moses, maybe you've heard of him? Mm-hmm. So you've seen it, aye. I'm taking you've all seen the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, totally. You know that bit where Moses is like, let my people go. And God. the Pharaoh's like, no way. So Moses makes his staff turn into a cobra using the power of God. Pharaoh's magicians do the same thing. They have a wee fight. Right? Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see that? That was Abzethabu, according to the Testament of Solomon. He aided the magicians with his dark magic several times allowing them to perform shitty knock-off versions of Moses' best tricks. Oh. <laughs> Now, Abzethabu is also credited with hardening the heart of the Pharaoh to the Israelite plight in the Testament of Solomon, while your stinking Bible, Jerry, says that it was God that did the deed. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> now, if you've read the story, you'll know that as they were being pursued by the Egyptian army, the Israelites came to the Red Sea. They were trapped. What were they to do? There's nowhere to go. But not to worry, because Moses stretched his hand out and dried up all the sea, and now their way lay open, and the Hebrews could be free. <laughs> <laughs> Once they'd made their way across, Abzethabu goaded the Pharaoh, speaking to his dark heart, and they all rushed in after the Israelites, and as they did so, the water crashed back in on them, drowning all of them and imprisoning Abzethabu in a pillar of water. And he's probably still down there. But Beelzebub himself states in the Testament of Solomon that when the time is right, Abzethabu will return. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Such a salty death for a salty bitch. Yeah. That is Abzethabu. Abzethabu. He's red. He's not dead. But will he find redemption? Only time will tell. <laughs> it's like being at church in a good way. <laughs> That's a good tagline for the show. Church in a good way. 
next up on the agenda, we have another member of the Quadratic Brotherhood with their beast. Who would like to go next? I will step in. <gasps> for Fuck, it. here we go. Go for I'm it. Go strap in, boys. For a very mediocre beast. <laughs> yes. Now, I have brought the cannibal cloud. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a dumb sport yourself there. Uh, but instead, a grim, all-encompassing pink mist that's been linked with over a dozen made-up phony baloney disappearances in Florida. Oh, no. First, fire up the flux capacitor and let's leap back in time to prehistory when legend says that Chief Tomkey of the local Native American tribe stole a golden cup that bestowed everlasting life. Now, this phony baloney cup of everlasting life instantly led to his death. Plot cool. twist. <laughs> when a neighbouring tribe, tribe decided they wanted it instead. So a mini war broke out, broke out, after which the cup disappeared, but it's said to still reside in the area to this very day. And maybe it's the cause of what comes next. Mm-hmm. Now, over the following centuries, glowing balls of red and white light appeared in the area, mm-hmm. and a constant mist spread, first appearing to Native Americans, then to mad hillbillies when they took over, before finally appearing to old white people in mobility scooters and baseball caps. Now, although the cup was lost, the legend of Chief Tomkey lived on in the name of the Tomoka River, where this tale takes place, but also in the horrible, foggy legacy that takes lives or the cup once sought to preserve them. For in the suspiciously misty primeval forest of the Tomoka River, just outside Daytona, there once came a decade of terror. Was it the anniversary of the cup being stolen or sacred bones uncovered? Nobody cares and neither, dear brothers, should we. (laughs) Between 1955 and 1966, the constant forest mist began to take on a pink hue. Daytona fishermen, some of whom live still, said the phenomena was, quote, mist and was also, quote, pink. (laughs) This mist rosé was not affected by wind or rain and simply grew out of the forest floor enveloping everything that it came in contact with. And of course, it was pink. Those who were caught up in the edges of the mist described it as being like eating a pineapple with a stinging, tingling sensation being felt on the surface of the skin when it touched them. Mm. All animals, reptiles and frogs that are trapped by the fog were reported by the simple hick fishermen to quickly die and their carcasses spotted hours later were described as being partially digested or even melted. Presumably by the corrosive properties of the, let me stress, pink mist. (laughs) The tree's bark was also stripped of this pink stuff and plants and trees left flattened and brown by the slow spread of the pink. Ew. Yeah. In, the, <laughs> in the decade of terror, as I'm calling it, up to a dozen missing persons were attributed to the presence of the mist. They weren't murdered by their husbands and boyfriends. Oh no, that's for sure. <laughs> the mist victims' milky white bones were left behind and are still found to this day. Is it because the tide gathers here, depositing the unfortunately deceased? Or is it a big mist that kills folk? Mm. Either way, the legacy of the pink mist lives on in the nightmares of those who survived the misty pink decade. It maintains the polished surface of those revealed bones and, of course, lives on in the partial inspiration for Stephen King's book, The Mist, <laughs> and the movie by Frank Bar- Darabont of the same name, 2007's The Mist. <laughs> so, dear brothers, I give you The Pink Mist. Terrifying. The cannibal cloud. God, honestly, like that. foggy fuck up. It's been so long since <laughs> we've done this, and I really have. Like, it's great to just see and hear you doing all this again. I've I've missed you. <laughs> You've missed me, thanks, Gavin. <laughs> very good, very interesting. I imagine these days, if the pink mist was still active, you could get a good kind of end of Harry Potter style scene where everyone's vaping at it to get rid of it. That'd be so good. It's candy floss secret. <laughs> but yeah, the pink mist pineapple. near Daytona. I like pineapple as well, yeah. quite a lot. Mm. It's very Floridian, though, isn't it? Pineapple, mm. so it's like. Keeping the mm. whole thing. Yeah, so yeah, but not so the gold cup disappeared, eh? If you have an idea, if you anybody reading this podcast knows where that gold cup is, <laughs> please stick it up your arse. <laughs> please stick it right up your arse. I think though, after the mist, we should have a wee break. Yeah, we should chill. We should have some fun. Oh, oh. Jerry, I'd love to have some fun. We've got fun. Some fun. Yeah. Now I think we should. Do we all have fun individually? I have we fun. We do have fun. There's at least three funs. Okay. Um. And my fun questions and everything. This is a long show. My fun is not good enough to be in the standalone <laughs> Patreon exclusive timed episode. Um, so I will do mine if nobody has any complaints. Oh, by the way, boys, we also have to record a Patreon exclusive timed episode where we yeah. answer some questions and stuff. Is that okay? And maybe yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you won't get any of the money. I mean, I want. Like, oh. <laughs> you get little, to see it on stage. Get a little taste. You know. <laughs> Are you ready for a game, then, gents? Yep. Yes, yes. Okay. As we all know, nature is very metal. We know this. Sometimes science nerds find stuff that cannot be named after themselves or Latin. 
crud, who knows? Um, <laughs> sometimes the stuff they find is so metal that they need to name it after a monster. Yeah. Oh. Monster. Simple question. Are these real or are these not reals? <laughs> huh? The vampire bat, an easy one to start you with. The vampire bat, is it real? Is it not real? Do we have to say names first? You can just jump in. Who Chris? Cares? Yes. <laughs> Reels. <laughs> I don't know who to look at. <laughs> Reels. It is real, Jerry. Bats native to Central and South America are named after the mythological creature, and today, associations between the bats and vampires are still very closely intertwined. Bats do eat blood, using their teeth to bite the prey, unsurprisingly, and lapping up the blood with their tongue. <laughs> Next Carp. up, the goblin shark. Gavin. Chris. Gavin. That is a real thing? It is a real thing. Strikes a frightening profile with its long snout and protruding jaws, full of visible teeth. Ooh, lives really deep in the ocean, though, so it very rarely actually bites people, but does look like a wee goblin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Dementor wasp. Chris. Chris. Real. It is real. Yes. It's a recently discovered species named after terrifying evil spirits from the Harry Potter series. Native to Thailand, the Dementor Wasp stings its prey with a neurotoxin, robbing the victim of control of its lungs, limbs and making it very easy to eat. They largely feed on cockroaches. Mm, like they myself. also intimidate the behaviour of ants. Mm. <laughs> Screw wasps, man. <laughs> the ghost bat. Jerry. Jerry. I'm going to say that's real as well. It is real as well. <laughs> Lots of facts about that. Um, <laughs> next up, a sea dragon. Gavin. Gavin. It's real. It is real. Yeah. All these things are real. <laughs> oh, what is... Next up, the ghost frog. Is that real? Chris. Or is it not real, Chris? Not real. It's real. What? And it's all real. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> it's the origin real. of the name of ghost frog is unclear, but one theory is that the family of frogs are common to South America's st- skeleton gorge. <gasps> skeleton gorge. <laughs> <laughs> skeleton gorge. I didn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Dracula orchids. Ooh. Gavin, it's real. Gavin, it is real. Long, <laughs> pointy sepals of this type of orchid are reminiscent of Dracula's fangs. Next up, the vampire squirrel. Is it real? Is it not real? Mm. Gavin. Gavin. Real. It is real. Yeah. <laughs> Another mammal named after the blood sucking myth. Extremely rare ground squirrel lives in Borneo with its long, tufted ears. Legend has it that vampire squirrels can attack deer or chickens and leave them disemboweled. Fuck. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, dear God. Next up, Frankenstein pigeon. Is it real? Is it not real? Hang on, Frankenstein was the monster. <laughs> well, this is a Frankenstein yeah. pigeon. Chris, say it's real. It's real. It's not real. Ah, wanker. Next up, the grey cat. <laughs> Gavin, that's real. It's not real. Oh, you're joking. I'm afraid I made it up. Oh. I had a grey cat. I know, but it's not named after a grey. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, right, last one. Mm. The Detloff Pass Crab. Is that real or is it not real? Jerry. Jerry. Not real. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> the three last ones were me real. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That was real or not real animals. Animal edition. <laughs> It could have done factor crap. It could have been factor crap, but I thought Chris would probably do factor crap. You didn't factor crap, Chris? No, I'm not doing factor crap. Jerry, you can you can make up a factor crap right now. Factor crap, factor crap. Um, all right. That was enough fun. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, Chris, are you ready to bring a beast? Enough fun. Or do you want to last? Because you love going last. I don't think we said it on mic, but Chris's. Notes are once again in the Star Trek font. <laughs> They're always in the Star Trek font. You printed this using a Linux device. <laughs> Running Oops. Fedora. Fedora. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's truth. <laughs> yeah. Right, boys, let me tell you about the Ochencanu. So it's it's Spanish of origin. It's a Cantabrian from Cantabrian mythology from Cantabria, which is a region of Spain. So it's a Cyclops. <gasps> ten feet tall. Nope. Hands and feet each have ten digits. What? Ooh, yep. That's a lot of digits. I like yep. that. It is wild. It is cruel. It is brutal. <laughs> it has a voiceless thunder and two rows of teeth. Long red, untamed, scraggly hair. A long beard which reaches all the way to the ground. That oh, means shit. it's probably about 
eight feet, nine feet. Like ZZ Top. Just like ZZ Top. Uh, the women are similar, but they don't have the beard. The women, however, do have large pendulous breasts, which also reach the ground. They like to they, boogie? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when they run, they throw their tits over their shoulders. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. With them big titties, does that make the sex better or worse? Well, you're wrong for thinking that, and you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> they don't reproduce sexually. That's disgusting. <laughs> Obviously, when one of them gets old, the others kill them, remove their guts and distribute them among themselves. Then they bury the remainder of the body beneath an oak or a yew tree. After nine months, huge, viscous, yellow, rotting meat smell and worms emerge from the corpse. For three years, they're suckled by one of the Okinayu, um, with the blood that flows from their large, pendulous breasts mentioned before, <laughs> later becoming fully grown. They steal sheep, they kidnap young shepherds, they destroy bridges, kill chickens and cows, open chasms and reveals, and are just dickheads. They do have one weak point, however. Mm. They have a single grey hair in the centre of their beard, and if you pluck it out, they are fucking dead. <laughs> They're afraid of owls and flying frogs. They steal trouts and eels from fishermen. So, imagine that, chasing <laughs> you down the street, tits over their shoulder, <laughs> shouting, screaming, Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> Oh god. The Okinayu. Terrifying. Jeez. Absolutely. That noise. It's now. It's gone now. It's just a house noise. I did whack the. It'll be a dishwasher. No, I put the the oven right up to full. Ah. Maybe just those. Probably the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the burning. Probably the burning. The fire I made. I did chuck a toilet roll in there. <laughs> <laughs> Doused it with some sort of cleaning fluid. <laughs> right, oh. is it my turn for the final beast? The final beast. Are you ready? The Carcoal. France. Good morning. <laughs> Below the unassuming town of Hastings lies an enormous cave. Entrance tunnels to that cave honeycomb the land around it. Birdies tweet, rivers flow, and life is lived. The cave itself is home to some of the greatest treasures of the 18th century. In the months prior to the Spanish invasion, it was used to hide all the treasures of France, from north to south and east to west, all brought to this cave. The treasures have since remained completely safe, as no one can ever touch them again. Because no one can Why? plug it in there. <gasps> How come? You see, they thought they were being smart, but they weren't. They were being dumb shits. <laughs> because something already lived in that cave. Monster. Something messed up. Oh, <laughs> that something is called the Carcoal, a giant chimerical creature combining some of the best attributes of uh, the snail, nature's powerhouse. (laughs) (laughs) The mollusk. Now this is interesting because it's mentioned in every article about the carcoal. Even though mollusk isn't an animal, it's a phylum of which the snail is a member. Three. uh, The serpent, nature's powerhouse. The carcoal took up residence in the cave thousands of years ago, growing fatter and bigger every day by eating whatever creatures it could get filthy tendrils upon. Now too big to leave, when the cave is finally emptied of all the creatures to eat, it sleeps. While it sleeps, its tendrils continue to grow, stretching and oozing their way through the hundreds of miles of labyrinthine tunnels beneath Hastings. Waiting. Waiting. For what? Salt. (laughs) (laughs) Should any foolhardy adventurer or treasure hunter come to the cave in search of fortune and glory, or perhaps to stash yet more French treasures... (laughs) Like their long bread, <laughs> stinky garlic, cigarettes, <laughs> or if it was at all possible to shrink it down small enough to squeeze it into the mouth of a fucking cave, their enormous egos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should anyone enter the cave and accidentally brush against one of the carcoal's tendrils, they snap into action, <clears throat> douche, coiling round in a, a appendage of this, wo- coiling round the appendage of this would-be Lara Croft pulling them to the ground and dragging them at speed through the cave, battering them from the windows to the walls <laughs> till the sweat drips off their balls. <laughs> the bloody and battered bruised body of the victim makes its final approach to the monster. 
The charcoal has a choice to make at this point. Hmm. Either eat its prey whole, ploughing the body into its gaping maw where it will slowly digest in its acid-filled stomach. If you're lucky, however, it's already eaten, in which case he'll pop you into the back of his shell and either crush you or you'll die of starvation or from the injuries that you suffered whilst being dragged through the miles of tunnels ass backwards. Fuck. <laughs> the charcoal of France. Le charcoal. J'adore. A big slug. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot eat it. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> ah, we're putting all this stuff into the cave. Eh? So far, so good, yeah? Nothing can go wrong. No? Oh shit, a slug. <laughs> C'est grand. We have fucked up. This looks blue. <laughs> right. A, a rudimentary, really basic knowledge of French mm. is very funny. <laughs> Just enough to offend everyone. Everyone. <laughs> right. Well, that's our beasts. They're laid on the table, bare and naked. So what now? <laughs> it's time to look at each of them. It's time to step into the consultation zone one more time. <laughs> Weigh up those bad boys against each of the the pentacle whatever they're called. <laughs> There's a five prong point system. Five prong point system. And then come back and tell you which one is the cream of the creepy crop. Indeed. Let's do it. Hiya, Gavin here. Uh, usually what happens is we have a few stings here that say like physical strength and all the different voices. We were going to re-record them for the new show. Uh, we didn't bother uh, arse. So I'm going to do my best to fill in the roles of each of these assholes. Physical strength. What's stronger than lots of muscles? Being a muscle. It's the charcoal. Influence. When the angel of death reached out its hand to touch the Egyptians firstborn and Moses said, let my people go. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, listen to me, you must set my people free, but Pharaoh, Pharaoh, he said no. Who hardened the heart of the Pharaoh? The screaming demon with the car keys to hell that we all know well, it's Abzethabu. This one is disgustory. Feeding blood to yellow worms from huge pendulous tits with two rows of teeth and ten fingers in each hand? The Okinawa. <laughs> and next up we have murderousness. With a baker's dozen of dead bakers, the pink mist hits murderousness over the head with a frozen shank of meat, then waits in the kitchen for the cops to show up. <laughs> whoa, 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 wild card. Halloween is our Christmas, but for your Christmas out there, be prepared to buy a beautiful bottle of pink mist for your much, much better half. So there we go. Only one question left to ask, boys. Are you ready? What is real? The The pink pink mist, also known as the cannibal cloud, is real. Cloud. Hooray! Off it goes, free towards the horizon, which is definitely round. Drifting (laughs) gently outwards. Out towards Cathcart train station. Like a massive fart. Tell people where I stay. Hey! Excellent, Jerry. A victory in your your return. How do you feel? Uh, Proud. A victory, you mean? I feel proud. Victorious. We'll we'll save the deep dive into your feelings right now for the Mm -hmm. Patreon exclusive timed episode. Keep keep a little back. This will be like Big Brother's. Little mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I feel good. Good to come back. Strong. Yeah. Especially with it? something as um vague as the mist. <laughs> you've never you've never won a show before. Never you? won anything. That's no, weird. No, never no, won, no, won no, anything. No, never nice. landed a Titan. Never <laughs> won. Never been kissed. Never been kissed. <laughs> it's a good film. Forty five and never been kissed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a wee I had a bit of fun before we finish the show. Let's please, please, I've got a classic supernatural entertainment system game for us all. As you all know, I've got a series of supernaturally charged jokes, and I want to give you the setup. You tell me the punchline. Oh, a classic! If Excellent. you think you know the answer, say your name. Let's try that now. Jenny, Philip, Chris, 
And of course, give me the tip snipping respect of letting me finish the setup before you answer. <laughs> yes, we're back. Five chances to win. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you the setup. You tell me the answer. What do you call two spiders that just got married? I don't know. Chris. Chris? <laughs> Newlyweds? Webs? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's got it, he's got it. Oh. Oh. It's fantastic. I mean, technically. <laughs> he's right. Yes, they are. They're newly webbed. Yes. yes. That's a point for you. Please put a finger in the air to signify you have a point. Yes. I tripped over my words a little there, Gav. Yeah, that's okay. I do it all the time. I've, uh, um... Number two, what do you call two witches living together? Philip. Philip? Lesbians. Oh, come on <laughs> now. Chris? Chris? Roommates? They're not roommates. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the misogyny hanging That's thick in the air. I'll get to What do you call two witches living together? I don't know. Chris? Is it broommates? It's broommates, oh. yes, Chris. You have two points. Thank you. I'm not taking a point for that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of broom-related jokes in this one. Um, number three, what do you call a skeleton with a broom? What do you call a skeleton <laughs> with a broom? Um, Any guesses? Phil. Uh-huh. A dead Johnny. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't, I can't accept a dead Johnny. <laughs> Any guesses before? You can see his uniform. Poor <laughs> uh What do you call a skeleton with a broom? The Grim Sweeper. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know why I'm saying that. Chris, this is one for you. This is yours to lose. Why didn't the vampire bite Taylor Swift? Why didn't the vampire <laughs> bite Taylor Swift? Oh, this is shocking. I thought you'd have got this one straight away. No. Do you love for the lady? Because no. she had bad blood. Oh. <laughs> it's 2018. It's 2018. We're back. We're back. Last one. That's your last chance. You can't beat Chris, but you can certainly take the shine off the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't angry witches ride their brooms? Phil. Mm-hmm. Skelfs. <laughs> not Skelfs, I'm afraid. Isn't no. Skelfs? No. Why don't angry witches ride their brooms? Anyone? <laughs> no. It's because they make fly off the handle. Oh. That's <laughs> pretty good, eh? <laughs> yeah, you like that one? I really got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> 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 well that's it for a show on first show back Whee! Supernatural Entertainment System returns <laughs> come on in now um, thanks very much for listening everybody if you want to get in touch with the show you can we are on Twitter I guess we're on SNES, SNES underscore podcast. Yeah, still uh-huh. live and live and kicking. Yep. I did get some notifications when people were falling back or something recently, so it must still be fine. It was nice to see there was a little flurry of activity when we put a wee poster. It was nice to That's see people true. are still keeping the dream alive. Do you want to do mm-hmm. I did put the call out for a couple of questions. Do you want to do a couple of questions on this? Yeah. And we'll do the rest on the Patreon show. Does that sound good for you? Yes, it does. Yeah. Give us the top three questions. The top three questions? Yes. I'll give you the first three questions. I don't know if I can promise top <laughs> anything. This fucking horse shit. Oh, sorry. Well, it's all opinion. Uh, do you know what it is? It's down to, down to opinion. Can you just fill for a second? Well, uh, opinion. Can you what vamp for a second? Questions? Opinions are very important to me. As uh, no, I couldn't vamp. Turns out, <laughs> turns out, <laughs> straight up couldn't vamp. Um, okay, it was a good excuse to vamp our joke at that point, wasn't it? Or at least mm. an accent. Can you vamp for a minute. Uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we One. go. We got there at last. Two. <laughs> Three. Oh. <laughs> really out. Out. <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> this is one. It's a two-part question. Second part's for Chris. The rest's for everyone else. So this is from Phil's favourite Zesty Rye Dog. Uh, we know spirits like to get around in style, hopping, rolling, and eerily floating. 
what sort of daft locomotion would you like to employ in the afterlife? <gasps> so come on, come on. What <laughs> locomotion would you like in the afterlife? Mm. you got to swing your hips now. What would I like to drive in the afterlife? I think a Chinook helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could pick anything. And you're sort of like deciding how you're going to go out though on that one, aren't you? Hopefully. <laughs> Destined if, if forever. I'm dying to, uh, it, then it's mine. To drive I think the, that's the rule. To drive this roller coaster thing around. <laughs> <laughs> that or one of those little, uh, what were the guys called with the fezzes? Shriners. Yep. Yeah. A little that's tiny a motor. Yeah. Like a wee tiny BMW or something. Yep. That'd be That'd cool. be nice. I'd go for, it's a bit creepy, but the wheelies that are Return to Us. <laughs> so you just four big caster wheels and just kick about the place fast, peeing folk out. Was that the one about the, the prisoners? Or was that just Oz? That's just Oz, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's enough of that. Yeah, 2018, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. Um, Chris? My chosen locomotion? Yeah. It would have to be the Aston Martin DB10. Of course. Driving about like Bond? Absolutely. I think the thing is, he's all kind of going for He's talking about like hopping, rolling, and eerily floating. What daft locomotion would you choose? Not necessarily oh. vehicular, but if that's what you're going for, that's fine. Yeah, what are you going for then? Uh, Ferrari Testarossa. <laughs> <laughs> Fastest car on the planet. The, red, well, the uh, redhead. Yeah. <laughs> Chinook with a limp. Yeah. Does that help him? <laughs> uh, Chris, this is the second part for you. Would a cock ring stop an angry spirit from going up my deck? <laughs> is the cock ring on the spirit or no? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the spirit Zesty right dog and the spirit would probably help him <laughs> double part or you need to get back to his yeah, no, the cock ring he's wearing the cock ring on you. is it real is it ethereal <laughs> uh, Big Brawls asked uh, do you think supernatural beings get fucked off at normies appropriate in their culture at this time of year um, as he's a zombie then I guess this question is directed at Jerry <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I like people. I love that people remember this stuff though. Fuck off! Ah. <laughs> I'd like to say fuck you. Followed by, uh, no man, I think they're forgiven. Yeah, you know I mean, I think they're coming back to warn us mm. not to do stupid shit. Don't, don't go in a cupboard and jerk off with a belt. If you're David Carradine. <laughs> yeah, it'd be um, good if you were visited by the ghost of David Carradine. And he's like, look, Phil. I was killed I by ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> I know how tempting this is. Yeah. But don't do yeah, it. Yeah, he shouts back for Michael Hutchins for extra warning. Mackie, get here. Get here. He's already got oh, he's the so amyl nitrate <laughs> in the arm. <laughs> he's so close. <laughs> Sorry, Honestly, he's man. already got an apple in his mouth. <laughs> you know doing that, right? <laughs> A fucking... Popper soaked orange, man. <laughs> oh, the dream. The absolute dream. Easy to do. Make it at home. Do you know what's funny, though? People don't actually... Um, they go for the kind of literary characters mm-hmm. for Halloween, but if you're thinking about ghosts, you, you rarely see somebody in like a Victorian ghostly get-up. That's true. On yeah. Halloween. Yeah, it's mostly about your Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees, slightly Ghostbuster. Yeah. So then ghost that's, that's expensive yeah. shit. Like, Rather than those are man-made. Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they'd be more worried, I think, if you you crept in the Victoriana market. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be serious about it? A serious question <laughs> I've got um, next from Zach Forrest asks, got any advice for what gear you need to bring along when investigating? Ooh. Definitely some coke. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely a snack. Yeah, you, uppers and downers. Uh huh. Yeah, a pencil. A pencil. Junior investigators pencil comes in very handy, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that on the Patreon show. Absolutely. Not to say we're going to make more. <laughs> I don't want to give that impression. <laughs> God no. In fact, it just ruined the value of the existing ones. Going to speak to Fiona Mellon. We need them back. Going to use some of them. Um, yeah, kept for Ghostbusting. Jerry, you've been on a couple. Of I mean, yeah, I've been on a bit. What did you take away? Uh, I took Johnny a, bags. a thick jacket. <laughs> I took a fully charged phone. Yeah, I took, my, born. I took my car key <laughs> for leaving. It's hard to get them though, but apparently you get like night vision cameras. Mm-hmm. You don't get them anymore because the Perv market's collapsed. Mm-hmm. So you get a night vision camera and an audio recorder. Mm-hmm. You just basically sit and record and wait, and something will happen. Or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. That's it. But yeah. There you go. Oh, there you go. Thanks for that. Also, um, take a, I'd definitely say, stress, take a snack and keep your yes. blood sugar up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always very important. Although, don't take a drink because it's cold, it's three in the morning, and you're in an old museum. <laughs> Can't we? Can't we? Can't we? Pull up no. a wee hip flask. Aye! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Although, that said, 
We're only going to do three questions, but I have one more. Okay. Which Bonus is question. From Big, uh, Big Brawls is back on the case. Uh, Big Brawls, Johnson, The Rock. Since no one's got the cojones the sheer goal to ask, how much would a Patreon need to raise to reunite the Quadratic Brotherhood on a near-regular basis? On a near-regular basis. Let's answer that on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Put that behind the paywall immediately. Yeah. Um, if you've got the, the just the price of one Kit Kat, you can find out how much it'll cost to give us more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, you guys will do the price for Kit Kat, not Jerry and me. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, the thing is, you've got to spend money in, to make money. Yeah, yeah. So if they they spend it, we make it, baby. <laughs> Come on, baby, <laughs> hey, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Uh, all of the usual shite. Thanks, brilliant. That's brilliant. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Just pleasure reuniting with all three of you once again. It's been lovely. Has been lovely. Quadratic brother. And until we return, if indeed we do return, remember, fright, fright the, the beef. beef.